There is probably no one more naive than me right before I was about to go to college. The only thing on my mind was literally partying as hard as I could and meeting as many females partying as I could. And as you can tell, as for someone about to take on massive amounts of debt, the financial obligations of going to college was literally the last thing on my mind. Like way the last thing on my mind. I just wanted to party and get loose. And the scary thing about this was I wasn't the only one with this mindset. I would say like 50 to 70% of the people going to college that I met when I was partying literally didn't care about their major, didn't care about their classes. They really were just there to party and meet boys and girls. So when at the end of the two years of me going to university, I really started to have to change and started to focus on my major in finance. Like I really had to buckle down and start actually educating myself. It was interesting though, because I would say if I had to put a number to it, around 20 to 50% of those people I met dropped out or just transferred to college somewhere else. Like they just gave up completely on their major. And this really got me to thinking and like, why did they go to college in the first place if they weren't really prepared for the work? And of course, I'm talking about myself as well, because I was not prepared. I was just there to party. And I'm like, whoa, we got to do like exams and midterms. Like we got a mid exam during the year. It was just a lot of studying and things of those nature. And it got me thinking, like, why did we agree to take on this massive debt to get this degree and not necessarily know how much debt we're getting ourselves into? Now, of course, I'm a lucky situation to be out of debt. But I realized the reason that we did this is because we were just told to. You see, in life, there's a lot of things that you're just told that sound good, but when you really look at them, they're just not as true as everyone makes it out to seem. The one I'm talking about specifically right now, of course, is buying a house and getting into real estate. This is something that like is the American dream. People have been talking about the end of time, why buying a house is a great investment. And now there's online people who um, have great YouTube channels, great shows, but I think they're just preaching a message that maybe just needs to be looked at a little bit of skepticism. Now, of course, I'm talking about Dave Ramsey and I love his show. I love his advice, but he really harps on buying a house when, you know, that might not be the best situation for a lot of people. So in this video, you know, I'm not a finance expert. I'm not, you know, a finance tranquilitrist. Some people are finance tranquilitrists, right? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just your average everyday uneducated investor. And I'm going to really tell you why investing in the house isn't the best investments for, I would say, honestly, around 50% of people. There's actually a poll out there that 60% of people regret buying a house. So I want to want to go over those five reasons why and show you the actual reasons you should get a house at the end. And let me know if I changed your opinion a bit at the end and or if you're still thinking that really estate's the best thing since sliced bread. Hi, my name is Fly Stewie and you're listening to the Uneducated Investor Podcast. Feel free to drop a like, just smash that like button, just, just hit that, flick that like button please, it really helps out the videos, helps out starting a YouTube channel like me, and of course subscribe, we do videos every three days of the week, and let's get better at investing together. 
So if half the people really understood how much of a big investment going to school was, I would say half of those people would not end up taking out massive student loans. There's a reason why student loan debt is around $1.5 trillion. So I just want you to be very educated and make a very educated decision when it comes to buying a house. So the first reason why buying a house is not a great investment for everyone is because it fundamentally goes against the golden rule of investing. And that is diversification. Essentially, all that means is you do never, ever, ever in investing, you put your eggs in one basket. That's why a lot of people, they invest in a company like Nortel, they invest in one of these companies that just go bankrupt like a blockbuster and they lose all their money. But if you invest in something like an index fund, you know, something that mirrors America's economy, then you'll just rise and get that 8% interest every year. Some great index funds to look up is maybe VTI, that's a ticker, SPY, that's a ticker. And these just mirrored the S&P 500, which covers the biggest 500 and the biggest bestest 500 companies in the States. That's all you need to really do when it comes to investing in diversifying your funds. However, real estate just essentially goes out. It just, it just goes completely against that. When you buy real estate, you're not only investing in literally just one thing, just one property where you live, but you're taking out a huge leveraged loan to do it, which no one would ever go and take out 20 grand of credit card debt and put it into Facebook because that just seems like craziness to do, right? But for some reason, someone can go out take a 200,000 loan, take their whole 30 grand they've been saving their whole life to invest in the house and people will pat you on the back and say, that's a wise financial decision. It just fundamentally goes against what investing is really about. Number two, for most people, honestly, renting is just superior. Now, the only time that buying a house is considered a better investment than renting, in my opinion, is if you are going to A, rent that house out, or B, you're going to stay in the house that you bought for a minimum of seven years. This is because there's a bunch of costs associated with buying a house and renting you're basically just enjoying the land. You don't have to replace roofs. You don't have to mow the front lawn. It's just better. And what people end up doing when they buy houses, because they think you know, they're going to stay there for the next seven to 10 years, is they end up buying a house above their means. What this means is that when you're renting, you can rent a nice little, little shifty apartment, you know, pay like minimum rent move in there with your spouse or significant other, and as your lifestyle increases, you can slowly increase that rent, and maybe if someone loses a job, you can downscale very easy. However, when you have a house, you're kind of stuck in this forced savings plan. And what that means is that the first bit of your mortgage that you pay is going to interest, and a tiny, tiny sliver actually goes to paying off the house. You're not actually buying a house, but you're buying some equity in the house and mostly just renting the house from the bank when you actually buy a house. That's what you're doing when you buy a mortgage. You're renting the house, not from a landlord, but from a bank. That's what you're doing. If you were to just instead rent and then take that extra money that you would be putting towards a mortgage and put that towards, again, an index fund, which is just a diversified stock asset that mirrors a basket of stocks like the S&P 500 ETFs or whatever. Like if you were just to put your money into that, 
that would grow your equity just the same as putting your money into just buying a house and you would be more protected because you'd be more diversified right when you just buy a single house if your economy crashes where the house is your house value is going to plummet but when you put your money into an s p 500 etf of course you know america has to tank as a whole for that to even just go down and you're not really in danger of not being able to pay that off number three in the long run when you put the numbers all together stocks are just as good as buying a house you make just as much as money and the money is way more easy to actually pull out to buy a house when you sell it it's very complex transit when you buy a house and eventually want to sell it it is a very complex transaction to sell it's a very complex transaction to buy you have to get real estate agents involved you got to get lawyers involved you got to pay all these houses you got to do inspections like it's a very complex transaction when realistically to buy stocks you can just sit down with a financial advisor at even your local bank most of them are pretty decent and you're pretty much invested once they tell you the risk you're pretty much invested and you know what your risks are it's a very simple easy process but to buy a house you have to look at a house get a real estate agent you know get a you know maybe sometimes even a broker involved you know like there's a lot of different parties that you have to actually learn and become educated about and it's really an hard process if you're trying to just buy a house as your main investment trust me rent somewhere cheap and just use that extra money that you would have put it in stocks put it in an index fund when you do the math they end up being just the same and the stocks have less risk of course because this leads me to number four the housing market is volatile when you look back at the history around every 20 years the housing market has crashed and when the housing market crashes bad things happen just think about 2008 that's the most recent one but if you keep going back you'll see that this happens over and over and over again and the problem with when a house crashes because you're leveraged your house cost goes down so much that you cannot move so think about it if you're in one of these economies like a flint like a omaha like a michigan like a detroit where like the main employer literally disappears they move somewhere you know you're at a coal mine and that coal mine shuts down in your town guess what happens your house prices plummet because the main employer that's giving everyone income is gone and no one is going to move there that literally can happen when you have a house people don't take these risk and associations into play when you treat a house like an investment it makes sense you know you're going in an upcoming area and stuff like that but sometimes buying a house where you are especially if no one's ever wants to really live there is probably a terrible investment if you really don't you know truly understand housing volatility to buy an asset that uses that much of your capital that much of your savings might not be the smartest thing to do it's really important that you become a real estate expert before you buy your first house and a lot of people do in their 20s and even 30s and i'm like why not just wait till your 40s till you really know what you're doing or if you're really passionate about real estate then you can get into it earlier but the 50 percent of people who just buy it just because they heard someone else say that's a good thing to do when they're younger it's probably not the best investment for you and number five the cost of a house are way more than people really realize you see when you have a stock you really just have to pay if it's an etf the expense ratio or the buying cost when you buy it you know just transaction costs 
And if you don't have your stock in a tax-free account, then of course, when you sell it, you have to pay capital gains. But most of us are, you know, middle class, you know, upper middle class, maybe. We haven't filled out our Roth IRAs. We haven't filled out our TFSAs. We haven't filled out these tax-free accounts where, you know, if you don't fill out these accounts with your money, then you really never have to pay taxes with them because as average investors, we don't have enough money to really max out our Roth IRAs. We can just enjoy those benefits forever of never paying taxes on our stocks. However, when it comes to real estate, there are a lot of costs that are also money and time costs. Some money costs are what happens when the plumbing goes? What happens when the roof goes? What happens when you got to replace a fridge? What happens when you got to cut the grass? What happens when you're moving? You have to pay closing costs. You got to pay your real estate a percentage of the commission. There's all of these costs that you have to pay when owning a house and some of them just pop out so unexpectedly. The average person doesn't really necessarily do their complex research and seeing what are the all the amount of costs that could really come up and biting them in the booty hole. No one wants to be bit in the booty hole. But with all this doom and gloom, I don't mean to really go against Dave Ramsey. I watch a show all the time. He gives terrific advice most of the times. I just think he's overconfident when it comes to buying a house. I'm gonna give you the real reasons that if you're looking at buying a house, these are the real reasons to buy a house and I'm gonna let you know what they are. The first one, of course, is leverage. You know, buying a house is the only time that the bank is really gonna give you up to like $200,000 to $500,000 loan. Um, this is a amount of leverage and it triples or five times as your returns, depending on, of course, how much money you put down. So if you put down 30 grand to get into a house, right? And the house's value goes up from 200,000 to 400,000. Well, guess what? That's 30 grand that you put down because you, you know, put down 30 grand and the rest is a mortgage. When your house goes from 200,000 to 400,000, you make all that profit technically. You make $200,000 of profit from your initial 30 grand investment. Now that is what the magic of leverage, you know, can do. 200 grand is like seven times higher than 30 grand, right? So you so you basically like quintupled your returns. That's the power of what leverage does. And that's why housing is a great investment for some. Now, all the great people who are wealthy, they use leverage to make a lot of money. That's how rich people make money. They borrow money and make more money. If you look at every single company in the States, they have what is known as a debt equity ratio, which is some part of their equity they leverage to get debt because debt is cheap and you can use that for multiple investments. A lot of rich people use debt. A lot of rich businesses use debt. Debt is good in a lot of cases if you have a surefire bet. Real estate is one of those only places where you can get a mortgage to invest. You cannot get a mortgage to invest in stocks, which is why real estate is such a great investment. Number two reason why real estate is actually a good investment for some is what was a negative can be a positive. Real estate, of course, is a forced savings plan. What that means is that you know every month you're gonna have to put away $2,500 or $3,000 towards your house. Whereas if you're someone renting, renting for $1,200, you don't necessarily have to put $1,300 every month away to stocks or $1,300 every month away to bonds or whatever you're investing in. You have options, which means that if you wanna be bad one month and just blow it all out on taking a trip to the Bahamas, you can do that. You realistically can do that and your bad spending habits can eat into your investment. 
However, for a lot of people, you know, having to meet that mortgage every month disciplines them and means that they're to help some grow their wealth responsibly. And it really makes it so it's basically impossible for them to be irresponsible and buy a Mercedes Benz or a Lamborghini or a Dragon because that's what some people like to fly around on. And number three reason why buying a house can be a great investment for some, of course, is this is one of the only times you can pass on wealth. And what I mean by this is a lot of people who are in middle class, upper middle class families, you know, can't necessarily go to their parents and say, hey, dad, can I have 20 grand? Their dad will probably punch them in their teeth and make them eat their teeth through their booty hole or what? What's with me in booty holes today? I don't know. Anyways, you parents aren't so easy to give up 20 grand, 50 grand or whatever, how much money they have. However, buying a house is one of those times where parents are more than happy to help you put money towards your first house. And this is a great time where as a younger person, you can make a deal with your parents where they're saying, hey, if I put down 20 grand, would you match it and also give me 200 grand? And a lot of parents are like, sure. It's hard to go to your parents and be like, hey, I want to put 20 grand down on Facebook. Can you give me 20 grand to match it? They'd probably look at you sideways and then just walk and laugh in just absolute hysteria. That's what makes house really the better investment. It's a great negotiating tool to get money from your parents. And those are really the only three reasons that they have on socks. So if any of those three reasons make sense to you and you're looking at housing as an investment, those are the main things to consider. Make sure it's in a good area, make sure it's in a growing place, make sure there's not one company that's keeping the job market up. And that way housing might be a great investment for you. But again, if you're not thinking about housing as an investment and you're just, you know, think that you should do it just because people have told you to do it, really, you can wait a bit then. Become an expert at real estate before you buy a house. Please don't treat it just as my friend told me it's a good idea. Because just like those uh, high school students who heard that university is a great idea and now they're in 100K debt or 50K debt with a psychology degree, you know, you don't want to be that real estate owner who bought a house in a dying market and now you can't move because the housing market dropped like 50%. So once again, if you agree with these, you know, these reasons on why not to buy a house, let me know. If you disagree, let me know. You know, we're the Uneducated Investor Podcast. So of course, we're trying to get better at investing together and we're just throwing out ideas here. So let's get better investing together. Let me know, do you like real estate? Do you like stocks more? Let me know in the comments and like if you made this far. This video takes so long, so long to make. And, of, and, and it really helps the algorithm. It really helps the channel. And I love your guys support i really appreciate it and as always the best most brightest investors are the uneducated ones why is that because the uneducated investors they never stop we'll see you later and we flight crew have to take off